0: Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you reviews of the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes, and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On today's episode, I am talking about the 1979 classic, The Fearless Hyena. This is written and directed by Jackie Chan, co-written by Wee Lo, also starring Jackie Chan in this movie. A young man whose sickly grandfather has taught him a secret form of kung fu starts to make a living off his unique fighting style only to attract the attention of his grandfather's mortal enemy. Uh, despite the kind of generic kung fu structure of this movie, I did enjoy seeing Jackie blend his comedy and fighting style in this one. Uh, it's definitely not as goofball and annoying as half a loaf of kung fu was, uh, but not as an imaginative necessarily as spiritual kung fu was, which uh in let's we'll see September I was reviewing a lot of early Jackie Chan films as well as Michelle Yeoh so in November I felt why not go back and watch some more early Jackie Chan movies uh so next week I will be reviewing uh the uh the uh, Hyenas uh the uh, Fearless Hyenas 2 uh Fearless Hyena 2 the sequel to this movie um so, you know, it has the, the typical kung fu format, which, you know, it, it's, it's an interesting format. Um, but, of course, we have, I think this is Jackie Chan's directorial debut, which I appreciate. It's, you know, interesting to see how he started doing a very uh, typical type of kung fu movie, but with his signature comedy kung fu. Um, and in a way that's not annoying, like Half a Loaf of Kung Fu was. So still had some great fights in it. Um, and But, you know, the story overall felt a bit... Uh, it felt like two stories really stitched together. Um, right, it starts, of course, like many Kung Fu movies, starts with the big bad guy uh, in a battle, right? Seemingly looks like two guys out in the middle of nowhere fighting for reasons we don't really know but that seems like every kung fu movie starts with like hey there's two guys one of which is probably has nothing to do with the story um and then the other guy is going to be a big bad guy that will show back up at the end of the movie for the final battle scene um and this one doesn't this starts very similarly to that um not knowing who they are or why they're fighting. And then, of course, after the battle, cuts to a completely different story. Cuts to uh, Jackie Chan's story in this. As, of course, in every Jackie Chan movie, I can't help but uh, just call his character Jackie Chan. So forgive me. I don't even know what his character's name is. But it cuts to Jackie Chan's story, which in that... So there's the, the beginning intro that just introduces the bad guy that we don't see till far later and then it's cuts to in this movie cuts to what could be its own story and then about halfway through cuts to uh, another story uh, both involving jackie chan but uh you know the connections between the two story not a whole lot of connective tissue um but i would love to In talking about the format of kung fu movies, I would love to dive into more kung fu movies just to see how directors played around with the format, but also see when they started to break free from that format as well uh, and change it. That would be, I'm sure, would be a fun exploration in in studying that, that type of film. like I said, this is basically two unrelated stories, it felt like anyway, two unrelated stories stitched together, right? And the characters from one of the story don't even show up in the second part of the story. And there's a person that shows up for the second part of the story with no idea who this character is, but ends up being a major part of the second half of the story. Um, So despite liking both of the disconnected stories, I wish there were been a little bit better writing of stitching those two stories together which I don't think would have taken much to do so to have had some of the characters from the first story appear and help and be effective in some way in the second part of the story Uh, but other than that still some great classic Jackie Chan fights and the end battle the end fight scene is is pretty epic I do love Like, when it turns into the second story is my favorite part of this. Although there's some fun parts of the first part of the story, too. But I do want to get into spoilers. Talk about specifics of this movie. Um, Obviously, it's a classic Jackie Chan movie. I assume people have seen it. But maybe not. You don't want to be spoiled. I can't imagine being spoiled on a kung fu movie being too impactful. But regardless... Spoiler warning for the Fearless Hyena. So this movie opens, right? How this movie opens, introducing the big bad guy. Two guys running away, right, with their injured master, right. Who they tell him to hide, hide as they're running away from the big bad guy and the big bad guy's uh, uh, assistants, his, his, uh, his helpers, his uh, henchmen, right, and. Uh, they get murdered by this the rival master and like his two disciples or whatever as their master is hid with hidden with an injured leg never see that guy again i assume uh, or maybe he's the guy that shows up later actually that would make sense if he shows if he's the guy with the crutches later that would make sense didn't put it together not sure if he does wouldn't be surprised if it's a completely different person um But the scene only serves to introduce the big bad guy that we'll see in the later half of the movie. Let's take a short break from this episode. Listeners, are you an art lover like I am or simply someone who appreciates unique creativity? I've got something you'll adore. Dive into the world of The Many Faces, an ongoing series of mesmerizing ink paintings on paper. Each piece is a captivating blend of abstract and surreal always presenting a face that tells its own story. The dedication behind this series is unmatched, with new paintings being released daily, and if you are thinking about owning one, you're in luck. You can start with a 4x6 painting for just $20, and if you desire something grander, there's always larger sizes available with prices to match. Imagine having an original piece of art, infused with emotion and mystery gracing your space so if you're intrigued don't wait check out the entire collection and get your own at inspireddisorder.com own a piece of creativity that truly stands out now let's get back to the show Uh, but then we cut to the first story which it's jackie chan living with his grandpa who's training him and of course jackie is a goofball goofing off Getting punished, as he does in all of these early movies, for goofing off. he's always goofs off and he always gets punished. And a lot of the punishments involve him standing in a weird stance with bowls balancing in certain places that are filled with hot water or tea. Uh, and this one's no different. He gets punished by having uh, to hold a-, a bowl of tea between his legs while he's doing a handstand. Um, that's how he's being punished in this one. And then later, when they're in town, his grandpa sells dolls. I believe the dolls are of his friends, so other masters uh, that he has been friends with. He's not willing to sell one of them. Meanwhile, Jackie goes and does some gambling and kind of outsmarts these, these, these guys running a gambling scam, um, which leads to some fun fights as Jackie tries to go home and the, gam- the, the scammers, the grifters, catch up to him right and jackie ends up fighting them and of course uh has a great mix of comedy and fighting started off a bit like three stooges-esque but thankfully only it it doesn't continue with that which was a big part of why i didn't like half a loaf of kung fu um had a lot more was way heavier into the kind of slapstick three stooges type of fighting uh, but with these three, guys, the, these three knuckleheads versus Jackie Chan, he kind of schools them, which but ends up being a, a good fight, funny fight, a little over the top. Uh, then it goes to him fighting with his grandpa, using training with the sticks, the bow staffs. Uh, then you have the grifters end up tracking Jackie down and asking him to be their leader, right? They want to follow him. They want him to teach them. Uh, And they take him to their teacher who runs a school. Um, And they try to make a deal with Jackie to teach at that school that's not doing very well. And Jackie doesn't want to do it because he doesn't want his grandpa to find out that he's using his style to make money for this other family. But they need money. His grandpa's not, not well. So he's trying to make money. So he makes a deal to do that. Uh, and then these rival teachers show up to challenge him. Uh, and we get a bunch of fun fights where Jackie's fighting these different teachers that show up to, ch- to challenge him. And Jackie's wearing these different disguises. The first one's this like cross-eyed, he's a shit shoveler, this cross-eyed guy with a weird mustache. Uh, different fights, he has different mustaches. Um, which there's a scene where he's like talking to a guy that kind of looks like the disguise uh, this coffin salesman, I think. Random scene. Uh, never shows up later. But um, we get all these fights with Jackie dressing up in these, these interesting costumes, right? And he em- embarrasses these teachers. There's a great the first fight where he's using the benches and tables uh, and a heavy bag. Just great use of objects, as Jackie is, is known to do. Um, and then after he finishes beating this teacher, embarrassing him. He's sent back to go shovel shit or whatever, which in reality, he's just going back and relaxing and lounging until the next person shows up. And then there's another great fight where a master shows up with a sword and Jackie acts like he won't be able to win unless uh, the dude raises the, the money he's going to pay him. So he's ending up like kind of defending against this guy with the sword while also renegotiating his contract, which is a lot of fun. Kind of reminds me of uh, John Wick Chapter Four, where the one of the characters, one of the new characters in Chapter Four, was renegotiating his contract while uh, also fighting. Pretty great. Um, and of course, once he gets the higher pay, he just effortlessly uh, beats the guy, schools him using a bow staff. Uh, then this big guy shows up and Jackie decides to dress like a woman. Very awkward fight. Very awkward fight. Uh, kind of funny, but mostly awkward. And of course, eventually his grandpa finds... First, the grandpa finds where Jackie's been stashing the money. And Jackie has a note that, like, if I don't survive, I made all of this money to help you. So you don't have to worry about money anymore. Um, and then that leads the his grandpa to this school where he sees Jackie fighting and then Jackie ends up running away fight realizing that he disgraced his grandpa um, and then it turns into the second story then it turns into this where Jackie's just like depressed on the side of the street the big bad guy and his disciples are walking down the street looking for his grandpa and unknowingly Jackie points out where his grandpa lives and so it comes to find out that okay, this is those the big bad guys out for his grandpa for some reason. We don't know why, but the big bad guy from the beginning of the movie has shown up again, and now we are into another movie. So now all of the people from the first part of the movie, from the school, the three Stooges guys, they don't show up anymore. They're done. We don't we don't ever see them again. Now this is a story where Jackie's grandpa is going to be killed by the big bad guy, and then the rest of the movie is Jackie training to get revenge against this, to avenge his grandpa's death and to defeat this bad guy, right? Which is great. I love a revenge movie. I love a great training montage. I love great fight scenes. There's a lot of, you know, emotion in this second story but it's so clearly has nothing to do with the first part of the story and we never see those characters again from the first part of the story which if there was a little bit different writing these people would have been there helping Jackie to try and make things right like there would have been plenty of opportunity for the characters from the first part of the story to come into the second part of the story but of course so kills him, kills the grandpa. There's a great, like, shot, this slow motion shot of Jackie running towards uh, the, his dead grandpa, crying. Uh, just kind of a great camera angle, great shot. Um, and this is where a random guy shows up and is kept Jackie from helping. Kept Jackie from fighting, joining in the fight that his grandpa lost because he knew that this guy him jumping in he would have just killed him too like this guy is this bad guy is so good he's not trained enough to defeat this bad guy he doesn't have the right game plan to defeat this guy right so he's kind of keeping him but this guy shows up from nowhere and i doubt it's the same guy from the fur. I, I doubt it's the the guy that was had an injured leg and his disciples told him to hide but it would make sense. It would make way more sense if it was, but I don't I, I can't imagine it was. Uh, but regardless, guy seemingly shows up out of nowhere. this guy with the crutches, the guy that the doll based the doll was based on that the grandpa didn't want to sell the doll like the eight legged guy or whatever. I don't, I don't remember what his name was. Um, and it starts their training starts with a quote unquote food fight. Not throwing food at each other, but it's basically this guy using his chopsticks to keep Jackie from eating some of the food that is available for him to eat, right? And it's a a great little, like, trying to get the food and the back-and-forth nature of it. Amazing. So good. Uh, Chopsticks versus chopsticks. A a great little moment. Uh, Then you have the montage of Jackie training, right? Working out mixed with lessons. Course, which is always great uh in town they go into town to get stuff to get supplies whatever and jackie sees the big bad guy and tries to attack him but of course can't do anything right because he's still his training isn't complete li- yet and he lost his voice so they think he's crazy because he can't say anything uh they have no idea why he's attacking them um uh, but Jackie just doesn't stop. He's in, relentless until the the guy with the the crutch shows up and stops Jackie from attacking. Trying to make excuse like sorry, he doesn't know what's going on. Whatever, whatever. Uh, but stops him from fighting him and and ends up fighting Jackie to to keep him from fighting this other guy because he knows he's not ready yet. Let's take a short break from this episode, listeners. Let me paint you a picture. Imagine owning a piece of art that's not only visually striking, but also exclusive. Dive deep into The Many Faces, a series that's now available as high-quality, limited-edition prints. Each piece captures the essence of abstract and surreal beauty, making it a perfect conversation starter for your space. What makes these prints even more special? They're all hand-signed and numbered by the artist. Me, Ray Taylor, adding that personal touch of authenticity. And the best part, you don't need to break the bank to own one. Starting at just $5 for a 4x6 print, the sizes and prices scale up, giving you options to suit your space and your budget. Art collectors, enthusiasts, or anyone who loves unique pieces, this is your chance. Elevate your walls and own a piece of limited edition artistry. Head over to inspireddisorder.com and secure your exclusive print today. Now let's get back to the show. And then as they leave the bad guy recognizes the the dude with the crutches. It's like, "Oh, that's he's one of his friends." So it's like, "Okay, they're they've been found out." And now the guy with the crutch starts to train, train Jackie, give him a game plan, which I love this game plan, right? The whole idea is to play on all of the different emotions to confuse this bad guy. And in that, we see all of the different kinds of flavors of comedy, kung fu that Jackie Chan can do. Uh, not just, it's in some ways similar to the, the Drunken Master, except for in this one, it's like you have uh, happiness, sadness, joy, anger like tapping into all those different emotions and seeing how the fight style mimics those emotions, and all those are intended to confuse this bad guy. So I love the game plan aspect of it. I think that was a brilliant aspect of this movie. And then we get the final battle, where it starts with Jackie fighting the bodyguards at first and who are attacking uh, his new master, the dude with the crutch, they start all these great training montages as well with Jackie and this guy. But then the, the final fight, um, they attack his master. So he's off to defend him. And these disciples have weapons, of course. So you have three guys with weapons. Great fight watching Jackie fight these three guys. Then you see the leader show up. And you see Jackie attacking him and losing again until he remembers right. That the uh, when the the white-haired asshole, as they call him, he mentions to, tells Jackie that he lost his chi, right? You lost your chi, and and Jackie's like that reminded Jackie's like, oh yeah, I have a whole game plan. So then he goes into being depressed, sad. That's like oh, I did lose my chi, but like the way he fights, it's the sim so similar to like the drunken boxing where it's like the body movements of being drunk but in a kung fu style now you're seeing the body movements of somebody who is depressed and sad but in a kung fu style and just it's it's amazing so he remembers the whole thing goes into ends up going into happy mode where he's like giggling And then sad mode when, you know, the guy gets in a good shot or whatever. He gets into sad mode. Then into joy uh, when he starts kind of when the dude starts grabbing pressure points, which is kind of like his finishing move that we saw in the beginning of the movie. And when he's grabbing these pressure points, Jackie's doing joy where he's like giggling and laughing like the dude's tickling him Uh, and eventually gets to anger. And when Jackie transforms it's similar to Legend of the Drunken Master, Drunken Master 2. There's a moment in that one when he's fighting the guys in the, the metal, the steel factory, and Jackie gets angry and like rages out on these guys. It is like a holy shit moment. And it's the exact same type of moment in this when Jackie turns into the angry emotion, it is badass, right? And after – and it's it happens after this dude, like, it's he's grabbing these pressure points, and Jackie's just laughing it off and doing his – like, tightening the muscles so he can't get a grip. And then he's starting, trying to attack Jackie's neck and throat and not doing it. And this is where Jackie completely changes momentum, goes into the angry thing. And uh, just like you see him flex flexing all angry, it is just like – The other dude realizes that nothing he's doing is working. And the momentum has completely shifted into Jackie Chan's position. Like, the momentum shift in that moment is so palpable. And ends with, like, great end fight. Ends with the dude in a handstand, basically. And Jackie doing, like, these two downward elbows to his crotch. It is just... <laughs> it's brutal it's a it's a brutal like finishing move uh and then he cries out to his grandpa, amazing, like that momentum shift, the final fight is amazing, right that's one thing with a lot of these movies. they gotta sprinkle in fun fights throughout right the story whatever, fun fights throughout training montage great. I love the game plan in this, and that final battle that's where it has to It has to has to shine to make it all worth it uh but yeah the format basic kung fu movie not the best right starts with the big bad battle then cuts to a completely different story that somehow leads to the big bad guy in the end uh the two separate stories stitched together uh one story of him fighting for a school in disguise so he doesn't shame his family uh, while he's fighting for somebody else then cuts to this completely other story where none of those people from the first story show up where he's he's squashing this vendetta that this big get, bad guy has not only against his grandpa but against his new teacher and uh no real connective tissue but still a lot of great fights sprinkled through you know i do like both halves of this i think they're both interesting Uh, The revenge part, obviously, I liked a lot more. Uh, You get the training montage in that second part. You know, the learning of the game plan, which is great. uh, And that end fight is amazing as well. Um, You know, the other story was fun. Seeing Jackie in different disguises, fighting different challengers. uh, But ultimately means nothing. All those people are completely irrelevant in the second part of the story. But still a lot of great fights throughout. A mix of Jackie Chan's comedy with great choreography um and i'm really interested to see how well the sequel goes next week to see what stories told like are those people back do they stick around for the whole movie uh is the format the same how much of it is exactly the same it'll be very interesting to see how fearless hyena 2 pans out which i'll i'm looking forward to Uh, but i want to thank everybody for tuning in to this episode of the ray taylor show i do hope you enjoyed my thoughts on The Fearless Hyena. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new movie and TV show reviews, and join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder if you're watching these episodes, as they are all available in video format. Until next time, enjoy the show. Subscribe to The Ray Taylor Show on YouTube and everywhere podcasts are found. Binge the full week ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus.